Amen. Ain't God good? Amen. When you hear when you hear those testimonies and you see what God is doing, but you got to hold on to your faith. Huh? I mean, what did we talk about yesterday, man? Huh? Think it, say it, and do it. Amen. We got to meditate on his word. We got to keep his word in our mouth, and we got to act on his word. We can't just, you know, let the enemy throw the smoke screens up and stop us. You know, we don't want to be looking across the Jordan at the promised land and afraid to cross over into it. Amen. But we got to decide I'm going on. I'm going all the way, no matter what it looked like. If God said it, amen, that settled it. No matter what they say, the qualifications are, what you can't do or what you don't have. If God said it, that's, that, that's how we got to live. That's what we need to believe. God said it. Amen. Now, you have to, first of all, you need to know that God said it. Amen. He's got a whole lot of promises in his word that we have not laid hold to yet. It's time for us to stand on the word of God, know who we are, and know what we have access to Amen. And then begin to walk it out. And that's what the Lord wants to do for his people. Amen. So before I get started, I know we got the, the nursery open. Are, are children having class today? Oh, okay. No class. Okay. Just, just the nursery is open. Amen. Other than that, all our youth are going to be with us. Amen. We thank God for them. Hallelujah. Y'all doing all right this morning? You know, I was up last night, actually all evening, just, just, in the word, you know, just just praying and studying and digging. And Pastor Linda finally came back home and brought my granddaughter with her, and they milled around. Next thing I know, they were both knocked out. About about one o'clock, I said, I need to go to bed. You know, just because it's just that good. I and mean, when you, when you really begin to dig into God's word, Amen. And just just always more and more that He wants to share with us, Amen. And I don't know about you, but you know, I, and that. To me, that that that's my that's part of my greatest entertainment. Amen. TV is good, movies are good, you know, all those other things. Amen. But when you really start digging in God's word, Amen, and it, it begins to to speak to your spirit, man. Amen. It, it just takes you to a whole other place, and I, it just causes me to want to inquire deeper. Amen. And want to know more and understand more about what He's doing. And I love the word because it's constantly unfolding. I've been you know, I got saved in 1978. Y'all can do the math. Amen. And, and, and I'll say today is, is better than it's ever been. Amen. I, I, as I dig through the word, and I, I, you know, go in so many scriptures, amen, that we read over and over again. And, and when you go there, God just continues to give you more. It just continues to unfold. It never gets, it's never stale bread. Amen. Unless you're walking in the flesh. But when you operate in the spirit, amen, it's, it's always a, a fresh word, a fresh revelation that's constantly coming forth in his word. So this morning, amen, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of digging because of, of what God is doing in me and in us and in this and what he wants to do, I know, in this region. Amen. So we're going to, you know, Review some things that we've talked about before, but I, I really want us to get it, amen, because God is doing something, and, and I'm excited about it. Turn with me over to the book of Matthew, the 10th chapter. Hallelujah. Thank God for Pastor Linda, Pastor Fred, amen, and I've been so 
moving around so much, I haven't even had a chance to review the message that Elder Harden brought a couple of weeks ago. I'm still looking forward to that, but I'm told that he did a great job. Amen. And you see, we, we, we got me on that side always. You know, but, but we, we got some powerful people in this place. Amen. And as we press forward, amen, just to see what it is God's doing in each life, amen, and what he wants to do with the giftings and, the, you know, the, the things that he's placed in this house, amen, for the building up of the body, for the equipping of the saints, amen. Even as, as Elder Hart was, was praying, just wanted for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, amen. We got some work to do. Tell somebody next to you, we got some work to do. Uh, amen. We, we're living in a world that is devoid of, uh, of the Spirit of God, amen, in a lot of places, amen, and we have some work to do. But in Matthew, the 10th chapter, I want to start at the first two verses here. Hallelujah. said, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, see, I mean, just, just think about that. He gave them the power to do these things. He gave them power against unclean spirits. He gave them power. Amen. Now, see, think about this. All this time they've been walking with him and under his instruction and tutelage, but at this particular time, he calls them and he gives them specific power, specific authority, amen, to walk in that power. Before he would send them out, he equipped them, amen, for what it is that they would need to do. Think about it. God is not going to send us out ill-equipped. And then in the first part of, of verse number two, he said, now the names of these 12 apostles, I mean, of the 12 apostles are these. And I'm not going to go into the names. You can read that for yourself. Amen. But notice he went from, he called his disciples, but then he identified who they really were. They were his apostles. Amen. And they were being prepared and to be sent out, amen, to proliferate the gospel, to show the power of God, amen, in the cities to where he would send them. Amen. The things that he wanted them to do. He empowered them specifically, amen, for a work. As I said, we got a work to do. Amen? So as we, we look at this, amen, he went on to explain to them in this 10th chapter, and I'm not going to read it all for extra, you know, just for the interest of time because we got some ground to cover this morning. Amen? But he went on to explain to them, amen, what he wanted them to do as they went forth, the things that they would encounter, amen, how people would, some would reject them, some would receive them, how they would have to shake the dust off their feet, amen, or else they could leave their peace in that place. I mean, he went on and explain to them so much that would take place as they were going forth to do what they needed to do. You know, he gave them the instruction. And he also told them how, they, how to respond. You know, so it's, it's, it's a great chapter, but I, like I said, I don't want to read through the whole chapter. But if we go on down to the 40th verse, again, you, I encourage you to read that in your leisure. But down in the 40th verse, amen, as we get... As he got done with the instruction, I want to focus on his closing comments to them. 40th verse starting, yeah, right there. He said, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. Now, who empowered them? Jesus did. And he said, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. 
and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. So who you representing? How do you see the gift when it comes? Amen. And then he goes on to say, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And he could have went on and named off all the gifts. Amen. He could have said, who, He who receives you know, the, the pastor in the name of the pastor. Who receives the apostle? In other words, how you receive a person is going to determine, amen, what you get out of that relationship. So, so, so we need to recognize that. He, I mean, he, he's just letting them know because if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet. If they do receive you, leave your peace upon that house, upon that person, in that situation, whatever it might be. Amen. Then he goes on to say, whosoever and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. In other words, if whatever you do, amen, with understanding in the name of the disciple, recognizing and receiving them for who they are, you will receive your, you won't lose your reward. Amen? And then we look at the first verse in the 11th chapter, saying, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end to his commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now, we're going to take a look at verse number 40 in the NIV to get just a little more clarity, because as he's talking about, you know, re, you know who receiving. Hallelujah. Verse number 42, I mean, in, in, in the NIV, it says it like this. And if anyone gives even a cold, I mean, a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. If you do the smallest thing, just tell somebody, just, just a little gesture in recognition of the gift sets you up for a reward. Ah, hallelujah. Ain't got to be no big thing. Just, he said, just a cup of cold water. Like this right here. That's all. Just, 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 just give him a cup of cold water. Got some ice, too. You'll receive your reward. Mm -hmm. And then turn with me real quick, amen, because we look at this and say, well, he said one of these little ones, but look what he says in Mark, the ninth chapter. Same thing, man, because at one point he took a little child and he said it amongst them, and he said, if you receive these little ones, okay? But in Mark 9, 41, as he's talking to his disciples, he, just to let us know, he's just not talking about receiving the children. Amen. 941 says this, for, and this is King James, he said, For whosoever shall receive you, I mean, shall give you, I'm sorry, a cup of cold water, he said, shall give who? You. He's talking to his disciples. Make it clear. That's who he called to him, amen, in Matthew, the 10th chapter. He said he's talking to them. So he, he said, if they give you a cup of cold water, 
to drink in my name. Uh, that takes it to another level. He says, in my name, because ye belong to Christ. See, they're not looking at the person. And they're not looking at all oh, your little issues or what they think they know about you or your past. And, you know, they're not looking at the package. They're recognizing who you belong to, who you represent. And because of that reason, I want to be a blessing to you. Because I recognize if I receive you, I receive him who sent you. You're an ambassador, amen. You are, you are here to represent him in my life, amen. So he's letting us know, verily I, I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. So these things to me is, is, is very important because I'm starting off talking about the gifts, but it's more than just the gifts. And as we wrap our mind around this more and more, it's going to help us in every relationship that God allows us to be in. Amen? Because he's speaking, amen, he wants us to, 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 to recognize who people are in our lives. Amen? What they represent, what they bring. And this is important, like I say, as we move forward as the people of God, as kingdom people in the earth, in our city, Amen. On our jobs, in our businesses, amen, in our homes, with our children, and our spouses, our parents, as we operate as kingdom people, this understanding will help us to get past a whole lot of flesh issues, amen, that have stopped us from receiving the gift of the people that God has placed in our lives. It'll help us, amen, but we got to be what? More spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Because if we don't, I mean, you, we, we, we can't do this thing in the natural. Just tell somebody, you can't do this in the natural. So it's got, it's got nothing to do with who they were naturally as fishermen or tax collectors. Or, it, it had nothing to do, you can't receive them based on that. Because if we do, then it, 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 it cuts us short. You know, Danny Silk in his book, The Culture of Honor, you know, he penned these words in the introduction, and, and I just want to quote him. First thing he said was, life flows through honor. Amen? So if we want life to flow in our relationships, we've got to have some honor operating in our relationships. Amen? Don't no one want to be or like to be dishonored. Amen? Because that cuts off the flow. Amen? But see... But then he said these words. He said, the principle of honor states that accurately acknowledging who people are will position us to give them what they deserve. Uh-oh. And to receive the gift of who they are in our lives. Wow. But see, if we don't accurately identify or recognize or acknowledge who people are in our lives, then we can't receive from them. Amen. We... We, we, we set ourselves up, amen. And then he goes on to say this. We can only do this when we recognize their God-given identities and roles. Now, if I can start off at home, first of all. You know, the first commandment with promise was what? Amen. Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the earth. Amen. In other words, the first commandment with promise says it starts with honor. 
And it didn't just start with anybody. It starts with your mother and your father. I hope y'all children are listening. Amen? That's the first commandment that he gave with a promise, amen, of longevity and blessing upon it if we would learn how to start with honor. It didn't say whether you agree with them or not. Amen? Whether you like them or not. They have a position and a role in your life. And guess what? They didn't really choose that role. Well, my, my parents plan to get pregnant. So do a lot of people. They just don't happen just because they plan it. Life is a gift from God. I mean, we got folk in here can testify to the fact you can plan all you want to. And some wasn't planning, and guess what? You popped up. Uh, because God had a plan for your life. And because of that, amen, we must begin with honor. We got, in order to receive them, you can't treat mama, even though she might be acting crazy, you can't treat her like your little friend down the street. Amen. See, and, and I know, amen, we got a lot of issues with dad. Not everybody, but, you know, we know, you know, when it comes between Mother's Day and Father's Day, which one sells the most cards? Hello. Oh, we know the drill. But still, that don't change the fact. The Bible said, Jesus said, the Lord said unto us, amen, all the way back in the Old Testament in Exodus, honor your father and your mother. They might be crazy. Amen. But it's still up to us to honor them. Amen. Because why? Life flows through honor. If we would just understand these principles, amen, it's not what you get from them in the natural that really matters. But it's what you're doing in response to obedience to the word of God, which is going to bring the blessing into your life. See, you, you open yourself up to God. You say, well, if I honor him, he's just going to misuse me. If I... No, no, you're doing it as unto God, as a child of God, in obedience to God, and that's where your reward's going to come from. See, when we get hung up on the person, now see, I, let, me, let me say this. We know Christmas is coming, right? Children, y'all know Christmas is coming. How many, how many of y'all expecting presents under the tree? All right. <laughs> Amen. See, so, but now, now let me ask you this. You know, when we see them presents under the tree, they might be there for two or three weeks. And it might get hit by the vacuum cleaner. It, it, you know, your little brother or sister might tear that package. Uh, they might scribble on it. Amen. It, it, it might get some coffee or some juice spilt on it. Amen. So the, the package don't look good. It may not smell good. But on Christmas morning, what you going to do? You're going to reject it because how it looks, how it smells? Or are you going to receive it? Huh? Because you know there's something greater inside that you want to get out. So you're not going to let the wrapping stop you from receiving the gift. But we as God's people... We don't recognize that there's something greater inside, and we get hung up on the wrapping. We get hung up on the package. 
and we reject it and we never get the gift that God intended for us to have. Amen. And that's, again, in every type of relationship in our lives, both spiritual and natural relationships. But see, I say both spiritual and natural to help us understand, but the fact of the matter is they're all spiritual. For the people of God, for for spiritual beings, every relationship, if we were to learn how to approach, approach every relationship with a spiritual perspective, then we can begin to withdraw from that relationship exactly what God wants us to have. But as long as we get caught up on the torn package, the smelly package, the package that's got, you know, stains and bruises on it, the package that's got some history behind it, hello, somebody, then we can never unwrap it, amen, and get to the goods and receive what God wants us to have. Remember, he who receives me, where that package going to end up? You know, I know every Christmas I end up getting one of them big old plastic bags or two of them and just stuffing all that junk in there, you know, because that's not what they want it anyway. You know, none of y'all go to the grocery store and buy a package of meat, amen, to tear it open and eat that styrofoam and throw the meat away. You want what's inside. I'm trying, I'm trying to make this as plain as I possibly can. Huh? You want what's inside. This, all, you know, the advertisers, they go and they do all this packaging and all, you know, all kinds of research just to make sure the package catches your eye above the other one. I mean, they they all kinds of marketing strategies, amen, to draw our attention, to get us to, to buy that, amen, because they know, you know, unless it's one of them clear packages or glass, you can't see what's inside. So they got to catch your eyes you're walking down the aisle and they got four or five different brands they want you to get there you got to get what god said get because it's the same thing and I, I i i have to say it, it's the same thing when it comes to the kingdom of god everybody's trying to advertise hallelujah so what do we do we shop around We shop from church to church, TV program to TV program, televangelist to television. We shop around, but what did God say? You might get, you might, oh, that one look good. I like the music. I like it, so I'm, I'm going to go there. But you get there and you end up malnourished because there really ain't nothing inside. We got to be spiritual. We got to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Now, I hear none of this in my notes. I'm just, you know, I believe God wants to do something. Amen. And I, and I know that if we would just open our hearts, open our minds, and yield to him, he's going to do a great thing. But first, we've got to accurately acknowledge who people are in our lives. And when we do that, again, as he said in the book, we position ourselves to receive. From that individual. Simply put, if we fail to rightly acknowledge and understand who they are and give them the honor, respect, and proper position to speak or function in our, into our lives, we cut ourselves short. Then I know that, you know, you know, we, we ain't none of us trying to cut ourselves short, all right? You know, I, I don't, I don't want to cut myself off from any of the blessings that God has for me. 
Amen. See, a lot of times we're looking for the blessing to come in the mail. We're looking for the blessing to come, you know, in our hand. Sometimes the blessing is coming in a relationship. Someone else can be honest with you. Someone else going to hold you accountable. Someone else going to speak to areas where you're hurting because they've been there. Amen. They can speak a word to you that can bless your life. Amen. But see, if, if we don't know how to receive them, if we don't know, recognize who they are beyond what we see in the flesh, amen, we'll never get there. And thereby we cut ourselves short, amen, because we're looking in the natural, amen. And see, we, we can't allow ourselves to see and operate in the flesh. I mean, this is the challenge because this is something that we've, we've come accustomed to. Amen. Hallelujah. But we cannot continue to do that if we want to be able to receive at a higher level. You know, I was talking to the men yesterday, and one of our, our theme for this year it was all things are spiritual. And, and that's, that's, just, that's just so true. Amen. And, but we have to really begin to recalibrate our minds and our thinking, amen, to begin to see all things that are, are spiritual. Turn over to Matthew, I mean Mark, excuse me, the sixth chapter. I mean, even Jesus dealt with this very thing. When they failed to acknowledge who he was, they failed to recognize, amen, the gift that had come back into their midst. Hallelujah. Mark, the sixth chapter, in the third verse. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible because, you know, it just kind of adds and, and helps us to get it in a clearer sense of what was being said. Started the third verse, he said, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Hosea, and Judas, and Simon? He came back walking as the Messiah, but when he came back into his own town, all they could remember is the man that left. Huh? The one that made their tables and their chairs, and, you know, fixed the door. But look what he said. And they took offense at him and were hurt. That is, they disapproved of him and it hindered them from acknowledging his authority. And they were caused to stumble and fall. They took offense and it caused them to stumble and fall because of how they saw him. What they knew about his past stopped them from receiving him in the present. And they stumbled and fall. They were hurt. They disapproved of him. Amen. He said, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, deference, reverence, except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. He said, I'm not without honor. Anywhere else I go. Except for in my own city and with my own relatives and in my own house, the people who think they know me. The people I grew up around. This is the only place that I can't be received. I know that feeling. Huh? I mean, it's not across the board everywhere, but... You know, as we travel and we go place to place, we are received and we're honored in, in, in so many ways. And, but when we come home, there's folks that's in our own congregation. Amen. Even now, I'm, I'm gonna say this, and it's not a dart. But even sometimes amongst our own children, 
they still just they only see mom and dad. Well, it's got much better over the years, but you know, until we recognize the gifts, we can be stopped from receiving the depth of that gift in our lives. We got gifts in this congregation that we need to learn how to recognize and honor and receive. Many. And we're working on that. We're going to work on that. Why? Because this is the only way we're going to have the full flow that God wants us to have, and we can shake this community and shake this region. But we have to get to a place that we're not looking at people based on the external or the carnal knowledge of them. We have to get to a place to realize that we are here to be gifts one to another. Amen. And what we can bring into our relationships, what we can receive from one another, will greatly exponentially expand when we get our minds off the natural and we begin to receive in the spirit. Realize the blessing, amen, that we have from, from every level. It's important that we get to this place. Amen. In the fifth verse, he says this. It says this. And he was not able to do even one work of power there, except that he laid hands on a few sick people and cured them. Well, the, the King James make it even sound worse. He said he just laid hands on a few sick folk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said he couldn't do nothing powerful. Because... Not because he didn't have the power to do it. Not because they didn't need it. But because they wouldn't receive it. They didn't acknowledge it. They didn't receive See, see when, when you recognize the gift that's in a person, you unlock the power. That's available in them for you. You unlock the blessing. That's available to you in them. See, uh, and, and not until I receive the gift of who my wife is, I can't tap into all the resource. Oh, see. Thank you, Elder Heron, for this. Huh? Until I receive that gift, until I stop seeing her in, 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 in the wrong sense, or you stop seeing him in the wrong sense, and you begin to see the gift that they are. Hallelujah. And the thing I like about it is as we operate like that, amen, what happens is you might say, well, they ain't acting like it. Well, just start, you start acting like it. You start pulling on their anointing. You start pulling on the gift. Amen. And what happens is it takes them to another level. Because now you're putting a demand on that seed that's in them for you. Now the scripture says, speaking those things that are not as though they are. You're the man of God in my life, and I expect that I'm going to receive more from you. Huh? And not saying in a, in a belittling way, but in a way, in, in a, in a, in a, in, with an expectation, and with words of encouragement, God put you in my life to be a blessing, and thank God He did. Oh, see, y'all don't want y'all. Yeah, see, 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 as long as we're stuck in the natural mind. That just don't make no sense. But then Naomi's still on the thing. Ain't nobody got time for that. He, he's still acting crazy. Well, guess what? Which one are you feeding? 
with your actions. And don't, don't the scripture say, Willie, whatsoever man soweth? That shall he also reap. So if I'm sowing faith, if I'm sowing encouragement, if I'm sowing expectation, hello, I'm trying to help us to see it, it, the power is in our hands. We just got to choose to do it even though the ground still looks dry. Just keep pouring water on it. You know you put a seed in there. Keep pouring water on it. Don't give up because it didn't pop up in two days. Keep pouring water on it. And watch what happens as we just begin to believe God at his word. And oh, my goodness. Let's look, look at, 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 at what the Apostle Paul had to say to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians. Are y'all getting this? Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse number 16. He says, Wherefore, henceforth, henceforth now, no we, excuse me, no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, that we were just looking at, they looked at him according to the flesh, and they couldn't receive from him. He said, though we, we knew Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Oh, I ain't going to look at him like that no more. Uh-uh. See, see, see. See, I, I, I know better. I don't learn now. I, I, I can't get nothing. If I look at him in the flesh, I'm only going to get flesh response. I'm only going to get as much as the flesh can give me. Huh? But when I begin to look at him in the, in the spirit, now... The, the power that's in him and, and, and what he is able to impart to me is limitless. Amen. It, it, it takes all the boundaries off of what he's able to do in our lives, amen, as we begin to receive. But understand this. Wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The flow is not coming from the flesh. The flow is coming from the spirit. I, 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 I don't know if y'all really caught that. Say you come to Apostle David, and uh, but you don't see me. You come to me because it's protocol. You know? So you come, but you're not operating in the spirit. You're not really seeing in the spirit. So therefore... When you come to me, and I want y'all to hear this, when you come to me for a word or instruction or direction, I can only give you so much. Remember, it's not me. It's not me. But when you see me in the spirit, now you unlock the flow from heaven that's able to flow through me because it ain't coming from me in and of myself i don't have an answer for you Uh, and when you see the flesh man the flesh man can only give you the flesh wisdom but when you see in the spirit you can unlock the flow that comes the unlimited flow that comes from heaven because now you have just received him that sent me 
But the power is in your hand. I'm just the hose pipe. Just the conduit. So it's how you receive is going to determine how, I mean, excuse me, how you perceive is going to determine what you receive. Now, I've been around the block a few times, amen, and I, you know, I got some wisdom, amen, but I, I don't have wisdom for all circumstances. That comes from God. Huh? I don't have all the answers. That comes from God. But when you and I, through a, a spiritual connection, connect, what's that do? That puts a demand on the, the Holy Spirit to answer. And then we can get what the Lord really wants us to have. But if there's any flesh connected, flesh in there, it disconnects, amen, the flow of the Spirit. So we need to understand this, amen. So he said, we know no man no more after the flesh. And, and, and it reads like this in the Amplified, that same verse. Says, Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no man from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards and value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know he, him no more in terms of the flesh. Can't operate in the flesh no more. I'm not, I'm not equating your carpentry skills anymore who you were as a carpenter. I'm seeing you as a messenger from God. I'm seeing you as the sent one from God. Because that's what, that's what apostle means. It means it's the sent one from God. See, so when, when we understand, amen, a specific purpose for an individual, now I can tap into, amen, that, that conduit and receive exactly what God has determined for us to have in this relationship. It's beyond any, any flesh connection. Just tell somebody it can't be a flesh connection. Mm -mm. Most of us, amen, we have already been burned in some flesh connection. Hallelujah. Been hurt. Amen. You know, when you first started a good friend, good, good relationship, amen, good courtship, you thought. Until the package start getting wrinkled, wore out, torn, stained, huh? Come on now, huh? You realize what? It was an empty box. Y'all know how these? You go to the mall, they got them big old Christmas trees, and you know they got all them beautiful gifts under there. You go, Ooh, I like to have them. You, you go up there, yeah, but a bunch of empty boxes, looking good, huh? But well, get your attention. We can't keep looking at empty boxes. Huh? Amen. But we need, we need to have, realize the things that are inside. Amen. It's a spiritual relationship. Tell somebody it's a spiritual relationship. Amen. We, we must approach it like that in order to receive the benefit, amen, that God wants us to receive from it. But again, the power is in your hands. And when we do that, we already read the scripture saying if we would just understand that and receive people for who they are, amen, you will in no wise lose your reward. 
If you learn how to be a blessing, amen, you in no wise lose your reward. Amen? Hallelujah. So we've laid that foundation, okay? So now we can get into the message. I'm looking at me like, what? Uh, see, we need to understand something. Hallelujah. God is doing the work. Amen. And, and you know, as uh, I think back all the way to, well, I'll just go back as far as May because this thing has been stirring in my my mind and my spirit, and we've been talking about it with different ones, and, you know, but really just finally stepping into this apostleship has, 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 has taken me to a whole other level, you know, in, in my focus in a whole lot of areas. And I, and I thank God for that because it's been one of them things, you know, I've been looking at. Uh, you know, I remember we came back, and, and well, not before we came back, but in May when we were at the men's advance, and, and Dr. Ziga. At the end, laid hands on me, called me up, laid hands on me, and the first thing I did is not to receive your apostle. You know, I never talked to that man. You don't know nothing about me. Oh, yeah, he got up and said, you know, after I opened up and I introduced everybody, he just came and said, that man's anointed. He don't even, you know, I don't know him. Then at the end of the service, when it's time to pray, it's the first thing out of his mouth as he prayed. And I was on the floor. I'm on the floor. And, I, you know, the Lord said, receive it. You know, I'm like, okay. So I made up in my mind now, okay, I got to I can't I can't keep pushing this off. I can't keep not acknowledging this because it's been there for a while. So after I came back, I went and I and I actually went down to my library downstairs and and I, my my bookshelf, we got all kind of books. Got books and books and books. But but I but I, I dug out a book that Minister Teasley gave me a, a many years ago. It was, I don't even remember how long it was, but Apostles of the City. You remember that book, Phil? You don't remember giving me that book? Okay, well, you gave it to me. It's been that long. <laughs> you know, but I went down, I got it, I began to read it. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? Because I can see it all right there when he's already birthed in me, the passion that he's already had in me for years. And I'm like, is, uh, have I been missing it that much? Or have I been fearful that much to really step into this place? Amen. What is it? But no more. Uh, but, but to accept what he said, and, and then it just continues to unfold and, and this is you know, just an amazing transformation for me to see what God is doing. You know, and say, okay, it's been here all the time already, and I just didn't recognize it, didn't understand it. But I thank God I understand it now, and I'm understanding it more and more as I open myself up, as I study, as I seek God, amen, and, you know, as I, as I follow the patterns that he set in my life and the books that have been given to me to study and read by others. Amen. To help me to understand exactly what it is that God's doing. Now, I know that this might challenge some folks' theology. I'm not crazy, but I'm not here to debate that. No more than I would take the time or waste your time or my time debating, you know, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, praying in tongues. I, 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 I'm not going to waste time debating whether or not baptism is for the day, you know, those you know, I, I'm not going to debate those things, amen, because I, I believe what the Scripture says. You know, the clarity that, you know, as I, I look into the Scripture, so, you know, I'm not here to challenge people's theology to the point where we got to have a, a theo theological debate about it. I just know what God said. Amen? Uh, I'm, I'm like Elizabeth. Amen. If God said it, that's my job. If God said it, that's my call. Huh? Now, now, y'all, whoever, whoever can take that up with God. 
Amen. But in order for us to go where he wants us to go, amen, it's important for me to understand and you to understand what it is that he's doing, amen. And now as I step into this grace, amen, I think as, as Paul said in, in his writings, he said that he wanted them to be partakers of his grace. Amen? He didn't say the Lord's grace. He said his grace. The grace is upon his life. He wants them to be partakers of it. So think about this. As you receive the gift, amen, now you can tap into the anointing of the gift. Amen. You can operate at a higher level, amen, because you received the gift. Amen. It's like, you know, before Christmas, you ain't had no mixer. But once you receive the mixer, you can mix up your stuff a lot easier and faster. Huh? Because you received that gift, and now you're going to apply the gift. It wouldn't do no good to put it on the shelf and say, oh, I got a mixer, but let me get my my fork back out. Huh? So, so I'm trying to help us. If, if you were tap into the gift, acknowledge the gift, accept the gift, tap into the gift, now you can accelerate. We can go higher. We can make things happen that God wants to make happen in this region through us as we do the work of ministry that he's called us to do. And that's what I'm believing God for. That's what I'm, I'm expecting as we continue to go higher and higher in him. And all a part of that is understanding God's order and God's government. Amen. Go with me to Isaiah, the ninth chapter. Hallelujah. You know, when, you know, a lot of times the church has decided to do things its way. But we want, we want to do things God's way. Amen? So Isaiah, the ninth chapter, beginning at sixth verse, he says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, that's key, not, not earthly government, not worldly government, amen, because we're talking about God's kingdom, amen. But he says, the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth until the church takes over. Is that what he said? No. No, he don't say that. He said, henceforth, even forever, for the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. In other words, God established the government, amen, and he said it begins with Christ, amen, and when Christ came, he passed that thing down to his disciples, amen, to carry it on, and there's a succession, amen, through the apostles that he sent, amen, into the church all the way unto today. And we need to recognize, amen, it's still God's government and God's order, amen, that still should be established in the kingdom today, amen. And if we don't have that in order, we're not following God's order. Now, I was raised, you know, as we, we talk about the apostle and the apostolic, you know, we were raised up spiritually. We, you know, got saved in the apostolic church. How many of y'all have been in the apostolic church? A few of us. Amen. We, 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 got, we got saved in the apostolic church. Laid my foundation. Amen. In the apostolic church. You know, baptized in the apostolic church. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
But, you know, as I was, I was thinking about it, and, and I'm not, you know, here to throw stones at nobody. I'm just speaking truth. Man, like I said, we, we were a part of the Apostolic Church for 12 years. So we came to Oak Harbor, and God began to do some different things. Amen. And show us some different things. But, you know, for that whole time in the Apostolic Church, we were part of the EPC, EPCAP, EPAC, Emmanuel Pentecostal Churches of Apostolic Faith. That was our organization. Amen. And we operated, amen. And we went to fellowships and, you know, we did all kinds of things, amen. But, but as I look back over it, man, we had the bishops, the missionaries, the evangelists, and we had, you know, the, the prophets, you know, all, all. But I never saw or never met a single apostle in the opposite church. I was like, huh. Kinda, at least in, in our organization. You would think if it's the apostolic denomination, you might see one or two apostles. But, yeah. And it's not just the apostolic church, but there, like I said, I'm not here to debate theology, but a lot of churches don't acknowledge the apostles. Most churches today, even to here until we begin to get better understanding, was everything is governed by the pastor. But when we begin to look in Scripture, God has an order for the fivefold. And this is what we're working on getting back in order, amen, so that we can be able to see God's government come back in the church. And what is it, why is that important? Because when his government is in order, his flow can go from heaven to earth. Huh? But when we cut off amen, and, and we disrupt the flow and we disrupt the order, things don't work right. Can you imagine now, a lot of y'all understand military terms. Amen? You know, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go this way because all of us should be able to understand more about government. All right? Now, we know President Obama is the president over the entire nation. Amen? And then we have the states, and we got the Congress and the Senate and all that, and then we got the states, and each state has a governor. Amen? And then you got the mayors and on down. You know, who, who come along. So can, can you imagine the governor trying to run the country? No, he's just over his state. But he decides, I'm the governor. I'm going to tell every state what to do. I'm going to just take charge. We're not going to acknowledge anything the president has to say anymore. What does that do? That, that, that cuts the flow of federal funding. That cuts the, a whole lot of flows out, amen, because that government is not in order. And this is what we've done in the church, amen. We've, we've taken one particular office or one particular calling in God's government, and we've established it, and we've almost completely ignored the other. Well, I, I, like I said, we're getting into the real deal here. You know, because oftentimes, you know, we, we, we have the prophets, but do we really acknowledge the prophets like we need to? Occasionally. Okay? Teachers, we don't even, you know, we talk about teachers. I mean, anybody can be a teacher. A teacher's part of the fivefold. And it's just as important as the others. But we don't acknowledge that, that, that calling of a teacher. Evangelists, hey, well, you know, you know I'm a, see, again, I'm not, I'm not throwing hands on them. I'm not poking fun. But, you know, a lot of places you go, you know, it's Evangelist Sunday, Missionary Sunday. You know, I mean, the first three rows, first two or three rows, they're all the missionaries are in white. 
But what do we do beyond that? See, we, we've taken God's order and we've rearranged it and we've restructured it to fit our way of operating. And we've disrupted, amen, because this is how we do it here. But how does he do it there? What is he calling for? What is, what is God's purpose and God's plan for each one of these, amen, so that now we can reestablish the flow from heaven to earth? We're going to reestablish the power by accurately acknowledging who these people are and what these offices and these gifts to the church are. So now we can tap into that resource, amen, and become a powerful people that God wants us to be so that we can impact our community. We can impact our region. We can see, amen, now we can do more than lay hands and say and, and heal a few sick folks. These things are still available, but until we uh, fess up and say we messed up and get it back in order, we will not see the flow. That's coming, amen. If we continue to operate as fleshly, carnal people who are used to a program, amen, instead of God's order, that's all we're going to get is a program. Didn't they sing good? Didn't he preach good? And that happened. But it goes back to operating and flowing and functioning like God wants us to. Let's look at, you know, Ephesians, the fourth chapter. See, if I don't take time out to teach this, we really can't move forward and, and tap into it. Amen? You see, the scripture tells me, with all you're getting, get understanding. Ephesians 4 and 11 through 13 says this, And he gave some apostles. And some prophets. Now, who's the he we talking about? Amen. Now, he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Now, look at this. For what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of of ministry hallelujah in other words perfect the saints so we can get some work done huh amen for the edifying of the body of christ till we all say all till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ now see we're not there yet but he gave these gifts the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, he gave those gifts in order to get us there. He didn't just get us, give us one gift to get us there. Because it's going to take more than one gift operating, amen, to get us there. Because there, there, there are things that God wants to do, amen. And the apostle, amen, is, is focused on bringing heaven to earth with God's plan, God's purpose. The apostle is, is the first one that is connected in that realm, and now then comes along the, the, the prophet. He said, you know, that's part of the foundation. You know, the Bible said we're built upon the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Those two operating in tandem 
with one another, bring God's vision and purpose into the earth. Amen. They help us to understand what's happening now, what God is doing now in the earth realm. Amen. And then we bring along the evangelists with outreach. Amen. The pastors. Amen. Evangelists and pastors are, are more focused on the people's needs, the people's care. Amen. And taking care of those things. Amen. And the teacher, of course, making sure we got accurate teaching and doctrine to build the foundation of the body so people understand the scripture. But if we don't have these things forward and operating, it all falls on one or two offices. And, you know, we, we, we're not really, you know, it's like having a car. I mean, you got an eight-cylinder on there, but you only got three spark plugs. Hello. You know, I've had one of them hoopties, you know. You know you had, to, had to stop it at least, at least once a week, pull out the plugs and clean the oil off them, you know. Stop. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Billy know what I'm talking about. You know, so so you can at least get some power because once they get oil soaked, you start misfiring and you don't fire at all. Then you, you're going down the road and you ain't got no power because, you know, three, eight, four, three, four of your cylinders are dead. Huh? I had an old GTO. I went down the street, boy. It's like a Roman candle. You don't left so much blue smoke behind. No one wanted to be behind me. I didn't want to be behind me. So the faster I go, the more I can dispel this smoke, you know. But you stop at a stoplight and you, you create a cloud. <laughs> but but we, we, we want the church to be hit on all cylinders. We want the church to be running mean and lean so that we can do everything that God wants us to do. But in order for that to happen, we got to get a right understanding. We got to begin to accurately acknowledge who people are. Amen. And begin to accept them. Amen. Build it up. Amen. And receive the gift that they are. And stop getting hung up on the past. Stop getting hung up on the issues. Stop getting hung up on the package. Well, I don't know about women preachers. Or I just don't like the way he looks. We, we hung up on the package. Now, I know Devontae ain't here, but you, I guarantee you, if I was to give him a brand new Xbox One, amen, and I, I was to wrap it with pink bows and, and pink wrapping paper and pink plot, you know. That pink wouldn't bother him one bit. He said, give me that thing. Huh? I'm going to receive because I know what's inside. Huh? It's a sense, but we, it, it, you, I don't girl, why you wrapping it? I don't want that. You just wrap it the wrong way. I don't like the way that looks. Make me look funny. And that's how we do because we get hung up on the wrong thing, amen, and we can never receive all that the Lord has for us to receive. Help us, Lord. We're we, we going higher. Just tell somebody, we're going higher. Amen. These gifts, amen, and their callings are set in the body for the building of God's kingdom in the earth. It's not about the person. That's why even as I was receiving the, the, the blessings on this morning for the kingdom, I'm going to say that, you know, because like Pastor Linda said, I'm, I'm going I'm to sow it. You know, but but the thing is this, is that until we get to the place to receive and understand who people are, we'll never get to the next level. You know, when we stop looking at mom cross-eyed because she made a mistake. She's still mom. I'm a mom. Huh? Hello. When we, when we stop letting the fact that dad left, realize that he's he just working with what he had. Huh? And say, oh, goodness, help me, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You see, maybe you were better off because he left. We, ooh, we, don't even, we don't even think about it like that sometimes. 
He might have stayed there and killed your crazy self. Huh? Because he was crazy. Huh? We don't know. Well, we mad. I seen an article on the on the thing the other day. Hurt my heart. A, a, a young man had, you know, posted pictures of him and his little 18-month-old daughter on Facebook. This was just, just past week. Posted pictures of him holding and smiling and holding. And, you know how he is. What they call that? Selfie. Selfie. I just found, I just learned that one too. You know, they were, they were he was selfing with the little baby girl. And and then when when you know it was you know he, they weren't mad but he had the baby and then when the mom went to to get the little girl he done killed the baby and shot himself. Eighteen months old. Well, he got all these smiling pictures. So I'm like, sometimes we mad because the joker gone. Maybe a good thing the joker gone. Well, if, if, if he don't have enough sense to, to take care of himself, I'm just saying it, it's our perspectives. That get us all messed up. So thank you, God. You're still here. Huh? He's here. He's taking care of it. He's blessed. Turn over the, the, the first Corinthians with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to wrap this up. Hallelujah. Now we see, you know, where, where he said over in Ephesians, amen, that God gave us, you know. I mean, you know, he gave us these gifts. But then we look over here. Well, no, that was actually Jesus said he had set these things in the church. Amen. When Christ came, he set the apostles and the prophets and evangelists. Let's see. Look, look, look what it says in, in 1 Corinthians 28. I mean, 12, 28. Hallelujah, Lord. 12, 28 says, And God hath set some in the church. First apostles. Secondly, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles and gifts of healing and helps, governments, diversities of tongues. You know, and it goes, I say, God set these in the, in things in the church for our edification, for our benefit, for our building. But if we do not tap into these things, if we don't recognize these things, if we dismiss these things, oh, well, that was for them back then. No, because when we go to Ephesians, it says, you know, unto the perfecting of the saints until we come into the full measure of the body of Christ. Are we there yet? We ain't there yet. We know we ain't there yet. There's too much division. There's too much misunderstanding everything else. So we know it's not there yet. So these gifts are still operating in the church. But we got to get them to the place where they're operating at full capacity, with full understanding and full recognition according to to God's purpose. And so, so I know God is doing something. And I know he, he's positioning us and equipping us, amen, to, to shake this region. You know, if he, he, if he changed the then known world with 12 apostles, you know, I mean, as I was, I was reading last night, and said that, you know, in the first 10 years, of the church getting started, amen, it spread so fast it was amazing. You know, especially when they begin to reach out to the Gentiles. That's when the acceleration really began. You know, because people were looking for something. They were excited for something. They needed something. They wanted something. Amen. And, and even though they tried to stamp it out, as we read in the book of Acts, and we've been studying the book of Acts, 
you can't stop the church. He said, upon this rock, upon this understanding, upon this revelation, I will build my church in the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Huh? He said he, he's establishing his church. And more and more, and when we look at our nation, we look at our economy, we look at the condition of things around us, we know that we need God. People around us need God, whether they, whether they acknowledge it or not, amen. And it's up to us to represent him in a way that they will be drawn to him because of what they see in us, amen, because we're operating in the spirit and not in the flesh. We're responding according to things spiritually and not fleshly. And as we do that, amen, he said, if he be lifted up, what? All men. He didn't, he didn't say, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all Christians unto me. Huh? He said, all men. So it's up to us to lift him up. It's up to us, amen, by our living, amen, by our confidence, by how we respond and react. Amen. All this, everything that we do, amen, should be in a sense and a manner that we're lifting up our God. Because we realize that my life is no more my own, but I'm bought with a price. I am sold out. I belong to him. I represent him. No matter where I go, no matter what I'm doing, I represent Christ. I represent him in the school. I represent him at Kmart and Walmart. I represent him at the gas station. I represent him wherever I am. And if I live my life like that, realizing that when people look at me, they should see Jesus. Not my attitude. Not my bad day. But when they look at me, they should see Jesus. Uh, I should be the one that's changing the atmosphere. I should be the one, uh, the first one ready to help somebody when they need some help. Oh, hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Think about that. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Helping somebody. You know, how, how many of us, uh, uh, can I talk to the men just for a minute? You know. You know, uh, uh, it, it's habitual for you to stop and hold the door for, for women when they come in by. You don't have to think about it. Huh? To, 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 to be, you know, honorable, amen, and, you know, wow. Hello. How about for your own wife? Hey, don't take all that. She knows how to open the door for herself. You go to a restaurant, you just plop down. Come on, girl. There should be something different about us. We should be able to show honor at all times. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's nothing for me to open the door for my wife, except for these armor bears be beating me to it sometimes. You know, but, but anywhere else we go, you ask me right there. I don't go in the restaurant and flop down and just miss her. That's one of them benches and you just got to slide in. You know? <laughs> but, but, I mean, it starts with the little, the little thing. And she can tell you the, the times we've been in restaurants and we've had other couples come over and comment on how I treat her. We've just been watching y'all from the time you came in. You know, it's little things that make a difference. And when they do that, that gives them an opportunity. Well, bless God. Thank God. You know, why? Because it's not about me, but it's about him. 
Because there was a day I was a very selfish individual. Huh? I'm not, maybe none of y'all ever been selfish, but I was a very selfish individual. I mean, uh, I, I, was, I was closed off. I was shut down. I was totally unemotional. I had very few words. I mean, by the time I, by the time I came home, amen, to the time I went to bed, if I said 25 words to anybody in the house, including her, a lot of it was bring me this or give me that or do this. But no conversation. That was me. But God changed all that. And I know she's showing up glad. Huh? I hope she's not the only one glad in the house. Huh? But see, God changed all that. But see, he's doing some more changing in us. So we got to ask ourselves, what am I doing? And I asked the leaders this, you know, on last Sunday evening when we were talking. I said, what is it that I do that tangibly shows God that I'm pursuing him? I'm not talking about, you know, you know, and I told them, I said, prayer is a given. As long as it's just not prayer over my food. I pray thank you for waking up this morning. I'm on my way. You know. But what is it that we do that tangibly shows God that I thank you and I love you and I appreciate you? And that's what we need to think about. Because as we do that, God responds. He's a rewarder, the Bible tells me, of what? That's right. Those who diligently seek him. And when we seek him, when we seek his face, when we seek a relationship with him, not just always going to him, Daddy, I need this, and I'm going through that. And, you know, not, not just always with our hand out or hurt or upset or looking for something from him. What, what do we do tangibly that says, God, I just love you? That could be just purposely taking time to be in your word. Amen. Purposely. Amen. Oh, now, see, this one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know as we go into the new year, this is one of the things that we're going we to bring back at a higher degree in LFCC. Hallelujah. We're going we gonna to put a whole lot more emphasis on your prayer time. Amen. Because we, 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 we got we to enter into a spiritual realm. Amen. In order to overcome all this flesh. Amen. But it's going to be some, some, some emphasis in our prayer. Amen. And also, we're going to... That feels right. Here it comes. <laughs> you see, know where I'm about to go. See, so. But it's going to be an emphasis in our fasting. How many of y'all love to fast? Let me see your hand. How many of y'all fast regularly? Don't raise your hand. Don't tell on yourself. Huh? You know, because, you know, regularly. We, we should. I ain't got time to go into it right now. But, 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 but you know, I, I want you to be ready, prepared, because in order for us to go to a higher spiritual level, we got to stop just using carnal tools. We got to begin to engage in the spiritual assault with spiritual tools and spiritual tactics, amen, that are spelled out to us in the Scripture. One of these passages we were looking at, you know, and when Jesus was talking to his disciples, and they said, well, well, how come we couldn't cast him out? You know, talking about the man with the lunatic son. We, how come we couldn't cast him out? Jesus came and just cast him, and, and the thing was gone. And what did he tell him? He said, these kind of come out only by 
prayer and fasting. In other words, you got to be prayed up to do some of this stuff. You got to be fasting. You got to you got to have this flesh under subjection. I guarantee you, when you if you no, I won't say if when you start fasting with understanding purposely, you will bring your flesh under subjection. Huh? You're not just doing it just because Pastor David said so. That's not good enough. Amen. That's a good place to start. But it gets better when you begin to do it with understanding. See, so we, we got to get to the place, amen, to realize that God has set a gift in our midst. Amen. And as we tap into it, as we recognize it, as we allow the flow from heaven to come, amen, greater flow is going to be in every one of our lives, in every area, every circumstance, as we acknowledge what it is that God is doing. He's taking you higher. Just tell the person that he's taking you higher. Huh? Amen. I hope you ain't afraid of heights. Huh? Because we're going high. It's not going to be church as usual. Amen? But we got to go. We got to go.